Peace be unto you. In Matthew 16, we read these words. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. The New Testament is filled with questions spoken by Jesus that are very timely in the sense that the answer must be given again and again, generation to generation. They are to be answered by us collectively, but even more so by us as individuals. They are recorded for us to contemplate and to answer. They, they require a response from us, and until they are answered, we are stalled, we are stymied in our growth as persons, as disciples, as followers of Christ. Now, I won't be presenting all the questions Jesus asked his disciples, for some are tied exclusively to that moment and are quite mundane. They are the day-to-day questions that we all ask in the normal course of things in our daily lives. As such, we should not read into them more than what was first intended. But there are questions that he asked that he knew were of such a nature that all of us needed to answer them. And answer them we must. The question I want to present to you today, coming from the lips of Jesus, is of utmost importance. It is a question of identity, of relationship, of belief. The question is this, but who do you say that I am? On the answer of this question hangs all importance. It will profoundly shape the direction of your life, what you value, what you aspire to. For in answering this question, all other questions and their answers will eventually fall into place, especially those perennial big questions that we all ask like, what is life about? What makes something wrong or or right? Is there only one truth? Is there life after dying? What determines what is good or bad? Why is there so much suffering in this world? Even more, the importance of this question is not limited to big questions, but also impacts those hidden questions that we hide away in our hearts. Those are the questions only we know about, like, why do I feel this way? What am I supposed to do? Do I have any real lasting significance? Will someone love me? We may not be able to see it yet, but in answering Christ, all these big and important questions find their answer. To see this, let's look closer at that original context where this question was first asked. In Matthew 16, Jesus is traveling with his disciples to Caesarea Philippi. It is while they are on the road that he asks them a series of two questions about his perceived identity. He begins by asking a question about the public's perception of him. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? 
It is a very impersonal question, a question of reputation, depending on what part of the people you're talking about. The religious leaders do not trust Jesus, but they think he is trouble, at least for them. The Romans and Herodians think he's a rabble-rouser, someone to keep their eyes on. The vast majority of the crowd believe that Jesus is some sort of holy man, a prophet, maybe even Elijah or John the Baptist, come back from heaven. He is certainly a man favored by God in some way. One thing is sure, the crowds are interested in him, but are not certain who he is. It is at this point that Jesus asks the second and most important question. But who do you say that I am? Now notice how different this question is from the first. The crowds are now forgotten. The formalities are now dropped. No longer does Jesus refer to the Son of Man, but he speaks of himself. It is a question of relationship as much as a question of knowledge. Jesus has been with the disciples now for over a year, and during that time he has eaten with them, he has slept with them, he has traveled with them. They have seen the very intimate details of his living. The very purpose of this is that they would know him, understand who he was. He called them for this reason. Being with a person over time, you begin to learn what kind of person they are, what they live for, what they love. Jesus has been giving himself to the disciples for this specific purpose. He desires for his followers to know him, know him intimately, to know him relationally, to know who he is and what is in his heart. And so he asks them, but who do you say that I am? It is the most important question he ever asked them, and it is the most important question he asks you today. Peter immediately responds to the question with, you are the Christ, son of the living God. It's an affirmation that he knows Jesus as the promised Messiah, but also as the divine son. This astonishing answer is not in any way predictable from a Jewish context, for the Messiah was seen as a holy prophet of God, the anointed one of the spirit that would fulfill all of what Israel was to be for the world. He was also all that God had promised to Israel and his love for them, but he was not seen as God or as divine in himself. But this is what Peter is saying. You are the son of God. Maybe this was more than Christ was anticipating. He seems surprised when he tells Peter that he's blessed, for he received this understanding not by being with him, but by direct revelation from the Father. God had shown him this, and Peter had believed it and accepted it. What is important for us is not to overlook that Jesus affirms Peter's answer. He is indeed the Messiah, the promised one of God. And beyond that, the the Messiah is the very Son of God. We cannot minimize the importance of this answer. Jesus tells us that knowing him as the fulfillment of all God promised and himself as God come to us is the very cornerstone of his church. That his church would be built on this confession. His followers would have authority that would flow from knowing him and hell would be vanquished through that very relationship. This text, like all the scriptures, is a living word that would ask you, even as it once asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? It is a question you cannot avoid, nor should you want to. 
It is a question calling you to a place of personal conviction about life, yes, but even more about him who is life. What do you say about Jesus? Who is he? According to what you know, how you know him, how will you answer? When Peter answered, it settled so many things about his life. Some answers are like that. The question is given, you ponder and consider, you answer, and life is changed and goes towards some place you had no idea of. Peter was from that moment following Christ to the end. There would be tests and there would be trials, but he would live his life in the light of his confession. You are the Christ, the living Son of God. That would lead him to his own cross, his own suffering. But also it would lead him to a life where all his big questions and all those questions that he had kept hidden in his heart were answered in the one person who was the fulfillment of God's promise and was even God himself. So listen, can you hear him? He asks you even now, who do you say that I am? Let us pray. God, we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to be with us and that he is always more than we can ever know or anticipate. But we acknowledge, Lord, that in your grace, you have given us the fulfillment of all your promise, the fulfillment of the heart of love that you have for us. He is our peace. He is our hope, and he is the love of our life. Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus Christ. Assert yourself in our hearts and in our minds, and in the very circumstances of our life, that you may find glory, Lord, that you might be glorified in all that we say, in all that we do, and even in all that we think. We ask this to the praise of your glorious Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer.